now, please welcome our special Christmas guest, James Dundon at Christmas. Hey, this is Dundon with a special Christmas pod with Christmassy things because I've got so much to do. But I decided just to stay late and do this instead because, well, basically, um, last night I made a list of people I've still got to buy for and Christmas became not fun anymore. So I'm just putting that off. I'm ignoring it. I'd rather do work. Christmas pod starts here. Enjoy. This is hot. And this is James Dunn. According to my chocolate advent calendar, it's the 20th today. Nom, nom, nom. (laughs) We're here. Into December. Restaurants are full. Shops are busy, morning, noon, and night. These next three weeks, you will leave the house and be social and live life. We all will. It's a different world and we run up to Christmas now. And while we're out and about, we're going to overhear a ton of conversations, which is why we're doing this. James Dundon's <laughs> Overheard in Cornwall. Yeah! Overheard in Cornwall Christmas style. Like Lauren, who texts me, she was in the Brewers' Fair in Hale and she overheard a woman say, Don't know why I'm eating out, my fridge is full of leftovers already. Which is true. <laughs> it is. The fridge is going to be a bit full the next three weeks. Uh, Dawn's on. Dawn, you got an overheard in Cornwall. Hey, Dawn. Hello, James. Dawn, you all right? You've just been shopping. I went to the local supermarket, fought my way through the crowds, and... Um... Whilst I was there looking at the booze, I heard someone say, I think we'd better get three packets of Rennies this year. (laughs) In Hampshire, Piers Morgan turned up to Stockbridge to turn on their Christmas lights at the weekend. Okay, here we go, Stockbridge. You ready for this? Count after me. Five. Yeah, they didn't come on. <laughs> I know. And a similar thing happened to me because we, we were at Angarrick on Saturday night. We, we switched on Angarrick's Christmas lights near Hale. We were there doing the countdown. Got to the end. Just one of them came on. But, no, no, no. It was meant to, because they, they flash on and off, all of them. So we caught them on and off flash when the, when the switch was flicked. Merry Christmas, darling. James Dundon at Christmas. From today, major changes to the driving test. I mean, there's a few things. I think the main one is you'll be following a sat-nav now. For part of the test, they're going to make you follow a sat-nav. Not a good idea in Cornwall. <laughs> follow a sat-nav. You've got to be joking, haven't you? Uh, also, also, they've scrapped the reverse round a corner and turn in the road manoeuvres, but um, if you're following a sat-nav, there'll, there'll be plenty of U-turns, so you, you, you'll still be doing your turning road, don't you worry about that. I think there's, you know, there's loads of stuff you should be tested on, like reversing long distances in Cornish country lanes. That's mandatory. I think we should have had... Right, let's make a list. Come on. Um, Cornish driving tests. What, you know, let your imagination run wild. What could we put in a Cornish driving test? Katie said, the importance of how to drive safe while eating a pasty. That's right, Katie. You get one of those hands-free pasty brackets, don't you? Suspended above the ceiling. That's uh, that's what you have to do. Dave texts me saying, knowing how to parallel park is important, as I have to parallel park every time I go to Trago's in Falmouth. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, let's make it mandatory. Uh, Liz, what should be in a Cornish driving test? Controlling uh, your road rage when it comes to uh, the roadworks. <laughs> Yeah! And and which road are you driving on currently, Liz? Uh, A390 coming up to Chevy. Oy! 
and you've thought about calling me trying to get through the Truro Roadworks corridor. Gosh. <laughs> I can't wait to make you my Christmas Eve dinner. James Dundon at Christmas. When it comes to Christmas decorations, we know how common you are from what you choose. No, 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 really, some posh people have given an etiquette guide for decorations at Christmas. See if you're guilty of any of these, you will be. If you use tinsel, you have no taste at all. No, get rid of the tinsel. Tinsel around your tree? No. Around picture frames tinsel? No, get rid of it. Uh, also, they say get a real tree. Fake trees and naff. Avoid multicoloured lights. Don't put a fairy on top either. Apparently, a fairy, that's very common. If you if you put a star on the top, that's that's the best because a star led the three wise men to Bethlehem. So you should put a star on top of your tree. See, I think these are all quite obvious, actually, aren't they? I think we can do better than an etiquette expert. Come on, enough Christmas decorations. What's the worst you got? Give me your worst. Turns out Cornwall in very posh. Look at the text coming in. Um... My kids bought a load of pull-out foil decorations from Poundland. Looks like the 80s in here. Thank you, Lauren. You've got you've to grotto it up for the kids. When you have kids, your house just transforms into this wonderful naff. Yeah, that's good. Uh, this text from Stuart says, I use blue tack and attach my Christmas cards around all the door frames. Oh! See this? <laughs> I love the way that people are texting their own examples of Christmas decoration naffness. We, we, we all know it's wrong, but we do it anyway. Uh, Gwen, hi! Hi, Gwen. Hey, Gwen! Common Christmas decorations that yours? <laughs> yeah, a fake tree with multicolored lights and Santa on top. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Gwen, do the um, the multicoloured lights do they flash as well? Yes. Oh! <laughs> Guys, I, hey, it's like a Trago's Grotto up yours, isn't it? Yeah, paper chains. I think they're having a re- they're actually having a, like a, a, a reinvent because like, you can do like kiddies ones and all the yeah, rest of it with yeah, snowflakes. But, 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 but I saw them in the shop the other day, though. Have you seen the amount of money paper chains are? It's Paper! Why would you I even know. buy them? Just cut up strips and make them. I tell you what, right, wrapping paper, cut it up, a little bit of sticky glue, away you go. Yeah, oh, but I remember I when know. I was in primary school, we used to uh, staple them shut, which oh, I'm, no, so, no, 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 I'm sure... Health, uh, no, 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 I'm sure health and safety. I love the way that we used to go home as kids with carrier bags full of paper chains that had been stapled. How wonderful. I, I have a present for you. James Dundon at Christmas. Lower, lower, it's Hardcorn Wars. James Dundon getting you home high. Little Mix. I bet Jade from Little Mix would love a battered pig in a blanket. Eh? What? This is actually happening at, of course, a, a northern chip shop. Northerners love it. This is a chip shop in Leeds. Sausage wrapped in bacon, battered. And it's served with a side of battered stuffing and gravy. So just to recap, that's fat, wrapped around fat, battered with fat, served with battered fat covered in fat. A scientist has created the happiest Christmas song ever. He has put together a formula to produce the perfect festive tune. He's an actual doctor of music. He spent months studying lyrics and tempo and key and vocals of 200 Christmas songs. And he's come out with this. The happiest Christmas song ever. Playing now on Heart. I feel just stuck into the very top. 
put your coffee in a Christmas cup and the children sing as the church bells ring everywhere. Everyone's about the peace on earth. Gosh, doesn't it sound like Mariah Carey? He's copied Mariah Carey. Doctor of music. He studied Christmas songs for months and his Christmas tune mentions the word Christmas 21 times, so I think he's onto a safe bet with that. Would you please tell her that you're not really Santa Claus? James Dundon at Christmas. Do you remember uh, a lady called Leanne from Lana? We had her back on the show in October. She put her Christmas tree up. And, well, she's on now. Hi, Leanne. You are right? Hello, darling. How yeah, are you? Yeah, fine. You still got your tree up? Absolutely. And it's got even oh. more baubles on it and loads and loads oh of presents. Oh, my God. You're not still adding to it, are you? Absolutely. It's got to be done, isn't it? We had you back on 1st of October. I think you were the first person in the UK to put your tree up because the, it's like the Sun newspaper had a, an article a couple of weeks later <laughs> with this family who had their tree up. And it's like, no, we had Leanne from Lanner on far before absolutely. that. Yeah, she, yeah put, she put her tree up. Yeah, I'm going to complain to them. I will. Yeah, I, I should. You could have got an ex- <laughs> You should could have got paid a fortune for that, Leanne. Have you put yours up more to the point? Well, I, I have. I'm feeling festive. I've, I've, uh, I did it. I, I put the tree up last night. Um, well, I got as far as as getting the tree up and splaying out the branches <laughs> and putting the lights on, and then sort of lost interest. So I'll finish oh, it. I'll finish it over the weekend. At the minute, it just looks like a just a well a normal tree in my front room. <laughs> You know when it's like the tree's got no decorations on? It just... Oh, bless you. I-, I promise once you've got your decorations on, you'll feel even more festive. Yeah, no, I will. Be- I tell you what I have done, Leanne, because it's in the window, so I've put a timer on it, so tonight as I drive down the road, I shall see it illuminated. Oh, that's nice. But it, but it will look a bit random if anyone walks past it now when it's not lit and it's just a tree. Oh, bless. <laughs> Never it's, mind. It's, it, Cormac <laughs> will be trying to get in to, to give it a trim. It'll be, uh... Padstow is absolutely rammed ahead of their Christmas market, which starts today, fireworks tonight. I mean, it's just a massive event. Thousands of people in Padstow. Um, if you're not feeling festive, though, let our Prime Minister get you in the mood by turning on Downing Street's Christmas lights. Prime Minister coming out, taking a break from Brexit negotiations, going to switch on the Christmas tree lights. Well, hello, everybody. It's great to see you all here as we're ready to turn on the Christmas tree lights here in Downing Street once again. <laughs> Christmas means Christmas. It's, uh, thank you, Theresa May, turning on the Downing Street lights. We're going to do a countdown from five. Oh. So is everybody ready? Yeah. I mean, I actually feel sorry for her. This, time, this is the first time I've actually felt sorry for her. It's all a bit awkward. Three, two, one. And then she just walks off. <laughs> I love it. Oh, she'll be in Panto this time next year. You mark my words. She won't be doing a lot else. Two weeks tomorrow will be the 22nd of December. So that means two weeks tomorrow we'll be heading into the Christmas weekend. Ah. And if time's going that fast, it won't be long till Christmas 2037. 2037, you know, like 20 years away. Amazon's predicted what Christmases of the future are going to be like within the next 20 years. They say all of this stuff will be normal at Christmas. Instead of writing a list to tell your friends and family what you want, it'll automatically be generated based on what you like on social media. So careful what you like. 
And also, in your living room, you'll have clever LED wallpaper that will be like a giant plasma screen. And you're, with the touch of a button, you can theme the room into a Christmas... You won't have to put Christmas decorations up. You can just theme the room with your LED wallpaper. And we'll have 3D printers in every household, and every house will be able to use their 3D printer to print out Christmas decorations, like baubles for your tree, personalised baubles. And if you're away from your family at Christmas, you'll be able to see them through those virtual reality headsets. They reckon these will be um, commonplace, and you'll be able to see in your living room your family is a hologram. <laughs> this all sounds exhausting. Will there still be wine? I'm hoping so. You know, exam halls and all that stuff. James Dundon at Christmas. Prince George played a sheep at his school nativity. Do you hear that? Prince George, future king of England, he played a sheep. Didn't play one of the three kings, now a sheep. Prince William said it was very funny. <laughs> so he enjoyed going to see the nativity with all the other pa- parents. And kudos to the Sun newspaper, who uh, obviously don't think their readers have got an imagination because they've done a photograph of what Prince George would look like as a sheep. Thank God for Photoshop. So it's... <laughs> Prince George is a sheep. It is school nativity week. There's loads of them happening in Cornwall. What's your kid playing in the school nativity? How old are you, Louis? Five. You're five years old, and in your school nativity, which school is this? Lana School. And in Lana School nativity, who are you? Craig um, Revel Hallwood. You're Craig Revel Hallwood? What, from Strictly Come Dancing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So you're doing Strictly Come Dancing as your school nativity? Yeah. As Craig Revel Hallward, do you have a line that you have to do in the nativity? Mm. Yes. Fabulous darlings. <laughs> Louis, you're a star. Good luck with the nativity. When is it? It's on the 19th. 19th of December. Will you get cracking learning your lines and you'll be fabulous, darling. Thank you, Louis. Bye. We all know that Christmas is a big commercial racket. James Dundon at Christmas. So I've got to go into town and find an outfit for the office party this weekend. I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to have a new outfit for your office party. You can't just go in wearing what you normally wear. Oh, no, 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 I shall go shopping. And with, with Christmas party outfits, am I the only one that just buys whatever outfit the mannequin's wearing? <laughs> I just, I'm just the sucker for that. I go in because it's always clothes that I wouldn't buy or, or wouldn't put together. Like, I don't know, a um, a nice blue shirt with a a lime green jumper. Something like that. I wouldn't put that together, but I, you know, I wouldn't trust myself to to choose clothes. I'd go for what the mannequin's wearing. They've put, they've dressed it in that for a reason. So I wear the mannequin. The problem is I'm not shaped like the mannequin, so it doesn't quite look the same. (laughs) And also you've got to do the mannequin pose, you know, one arm on your hip, one leg out in front. It's difficult to keep it up all evening at a Christmas party. You know the Coca-Cola truck that goes around visiting all the places in the UK? The one that hasn't come to to Cornwall recently. Have you ever wondered what's inside that Coca-Cola truck? Because whenever it goes anywhere... The promo gear, the signs and all the bannering and all the the stock for giving out, that comes in a separate vehicle. It doesn't come in the truck. So what's in the Coca-Cola truck? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you. uh, The secret's been revealed. Apparently, it's it's a hotel. Literally, it's like a hotel room. It's en suite. Inside the Coca-Cola truck, guests can handsomely pay to stay the night in the Coca-Cola truck. God, imagine having that to stay in Cornwall with people knocking on it all night saying, can I have some Coke? Can you give me a can? 
Um, and where would you park it? But I mean, you could line it up with all the camper vans along Marazine Seafront, I suppose. But I mean, it's a nightmare. You wouldn't want to stay in that, would you? Coca-Cola truck. This is, by the way, this is the second year we've had no visit from a Coca-Cola truck in Cornwall. They've, they've snubbed us again. But don't worry, folks, because the Asda, Iceland, Morrisons, Argos, Tesco's lorries, they're, they're coming down the A30 daily. So, it, yeah. Oh, the B&M lorry. Now it feels like Christmas. Would you please tell her that you're not really Santa Claus? James Dundon at Christmas. We got, uh, odds on for a white Christmas. I'm not quite sure what happened in Cornwall, though, because we're just always milder down here. It never happens. Mild in Cornwall. Right, so here's some stats for you. This is great, yeah? Last year, bewed on Christmas Day, 15.2 degrees. The mildest in the UK, 15.2 degrees last year, Christmas Day imbued. Campbell was 13.6. Uh, ours is silly, 13.7 degrees. Mate, we're just mild down here. Uh, the most amount of sunshine recorded on Christmas Day, 7.5 hours of sun recorded in 2010 in Campbell. <laughs> Okay. Uh, next highest recordings, Newquay in 1970 and St Morgan in 1996. So literally, we are first, second and third on the Sunshine Chart on Christmas Day. We are sunny on... Uh, yeah, pity doesn't happen in August, really, but how jealous are you of, of people seeing Mariah Carey at London's O2 tonight? And she's a good performer. I hear those lights ringing. Yeah. This is, um, <laughs> this is audio of her raw mic feed when performing at the Rockefeller in New York. Christmas. Yeah, a sound engineer released these recordings of Mariah's raw mic feed. Um, I'm just gonna keep on playing. <laughs> when she's lip syncing, this is what is actually happening into the microphone. I'm just gonna keep on playing. Yeah. Gosh. At one point, she even clears her throat. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. How big was this Christmas bonus? James Dundon at Christmas. I, I saw my mother for coffee this morning. I was over for a coffee. And uh, her postman delivered the uh, the postman. There was Christmas cards in there and stuff like that. And as he left, Postman Paul, I saw my mum kiss the postman. And I said, what's going on? And she said, oh... He's just thanking me because I gave him his Christmas tip. <laughs> Five pounds. Five pounds she gave him in an envelope. Five pounds. I've never tipped a postman. I've never even seen my postman. I'm never at home. I just, I, so I don't feel guilty. I, you know, but, uh, but, but half of us don't tip the postman. So maybe that makes you feel better. I, I can't imagine. Is it just my mother that tips the postman? Florence, your mum is a big tipper. I know, well, yeah. Well, yeah. what did she give? Um, so she gives thirty pounds to dustbin men. Flipping she will wait, wait outside, or when they come, she'll literally run out and hand an envelope with thirty pounds. Yeah, I was going to say, how does she catch them? Because it's like you can't, you know, it would just be a bit. Yeah, no. yeah. she'll literally run outside, run, spring to go, to go to them, and then she'll tip the postman um, twenty or ten pounds. Oh, um, I but, bet I bet there's a rumour going round about your mum, Karina, in all yeah, these places. Well, the, like the workman the must be. The postman has got the same name as my dad. Right. And mum will sometimes say, "Oh, sorry, you you've come, not come from your dad. You come from Terry, the postman." <laughs> oh, right. Bit weird. Thanks, uh, thanks, Florence. And uh, I got I've got Karina on. Karina, you tip the binman, but with what? I always tip the binman with some beer. Beer? <laughs> That's yeah. a good idea. So that, that oh, goes down them. well. 
Yes, except for last year when I accidentally bought um, alcohol-free beer. 